Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Good to be here tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, the last few weeks, uh, we've been uh, talking about this game in uh, December on the 30th uh, at the Tennessee Titans Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, between the Tri-Cities Thunder and the Knoxville Lightning. Um, it's it's slowly approaching us. Uh, it's less than two weeks away. Um, I, I've said it. Every Tuesday we talked about it, how uh, super excited that that we are to have this opportunity um, as women's football fans, as you know, just as coaches and every everything uh, there is to um, about this, this sport, particularly. Um, you know, we had a meeting with the uh, high school uh, where uh, me and uh, uh, Jen actually went. And uh, alumni of, and our uh, quarterback is also alumni of there. Uh, we had a meeting with them and uh, the Sweeney's uh, about their cheerleaders coming. And, uh, you know, the room the room was full of people, parents, um you know, coaches, principals, teachers, you name it. Um, and everybody was just overwhelmed with the excitement of, you know, not just being able to be a part of this, but to be a part of, of something that's uh, never happened before at this level and the excitement to see us play. Uh, most of them have never even seen a women's game before, <laughs> let alone watch us play. Uh, and you know that's to me that's the most one of the most exciting things is you know I, I've been to the stadium and watched several games I've um, seen a bunch of football games live um, and and it, it's going to be special no doubt about it I mean you step onto that field I mean it's just I'm sure it's you know just something like just like you can't believe but to to be there as as something special that that you know nobody else has did or done, however you want to say that, um, at, in the magnitude uh, that it's being done, the same day, the same field, uh, fifteen minutes after they get through playing, um, 
this game, the Titans are a pretty good football team this year. They got a chance still. They're in the hunt to make the playoffs. <clears throat> also, the Colts are in the hunt to make the playoffs. They both have the same record. Um, so, you know, you know, it's just all that alone. I know it's exciting, but, you know, there's just, just for this game, um, well, I, I don't know exactly the figure, and I, I probably shouldn't say because I don't know exactly, but there's been a lot of tickets sold just from our, our players, uh, from our team, from their players and their team, <laughs> these cheerleaders, uh, the Sweeney's, uh, Wendy, uh, sold a uh, boatload. Um, so, you know, there's going to be, even even if all the Titans fans don't stick around, there's still going to be uh, a good crowd there, probably bigger than, than either one of us teams have ever played in front of. And for the most part, all these people are, are people new to the women's football. And for me, that that seems to be the most exciting thing. You know, when we were at that meeting, you know, the, the principal wanted us to talk about our team and sort of what we're about and, and all that. And, you know, he he hit the nail right on the head, and, and we didn't have to say it because we know where we live. We know we live in a small area. We know what it takes to get players um, to play uh, here uh, for the, the commitment and the dedication. Listen, it, it, the reward is, is what you get in. I, I'll say that. But we're we're different. Uh, and when I say we're different, you know, we, we, we demand a lot. And, you know, we don't have a lot of players for that simple reason. But, you know, we've had a lot of success for that reason. And, you know, to me, that, that means the most. And for us to be going up against all the big cities and states and we're holding our own, winning here and winning there, sure, we've gotten beat. And, you know, that to me is is something I'm, I'm most proud of. And, you know, even just talking about it in front of all those people, I mean, it's really got my blood pumping, you know, about, hey, what we're about, where we started from, and where we're at now, and, and what we do with with the players we have, with the coaches we have, um, you know, with all the negativity that goes on uh, around, not, not about our team, but, you know, outside of our team, um, you know, about, well, you know, it seems to be we're we're always the underdog, but we always get the other team's best. Uh, I don't I don't understand that, but hey, whatever, it, it's okay. But you know when when you when you have success, no nobody seems to to like you. You know it, it used to be if you had success, man, people were like, man, that's great. And now there's always something negative. But well. You wouldn't be successful if, you know, it's not, it's never, man, y'all doing a great job. I can't believe, you know, you win with the, uh, at the, at the caliber of wins you produce every year and the things you're doing with, with what you have with this area. So, you know, we, we really are, um, 
different from from a lot of teams, and uh, I, I relish that, you know. And and when we were sitting in there talking, and you know, you get back to the very roots of exactly why we started this team, and no doubt about it, it was the right thing to do as far as uh, Jennifer playing women's football. Um, you know, what starts out is anything when you're new, you start out great, and it doesn't matter what happens, you can wait through it. But after so long, it lingers on you, and you get burnt out and the frustration sets in. That even happens now. But when things are not going right, and you know it, and things are um, – not how you would like them to see. That new wears off, and and it's over. So, far as her playing football, uh, this was definitely the right thing to do. Um, you know what we're we're starting to get with with getting these. I mean, I already had several of the parents. You know, say, hey, man, I didn't even know until we were approached about this. We didn't even know you you had a team here. Excuse <laughs> me. And, you know, where do you play home games? When do you play? You know, we, we're wanting to be a part of this. We we love it, you know. And and it's great, you know, and I'm hoping that it's something that we can get these uh, get these girls to come to our home games. Obviously, one of our players teaches at Unicoi High School, and <clears throat> she's got the band that comes, and, and that's great. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I'm going to tell you something. These girls put in a tremendous amount of hard work. Uh, we had a practice Sunday that that lasted a good four or five hours. And I mean an upbeat, fast practice, and, and we went at it, and we practiced hard. And um, I've seen a lot of sweat rolling and a lot of players, man, you know, y'all trying to kill me. And, you know, I got to get in better shape and, you know, how, how much different it is here. And and that's that's great, man, and I, and I love it. And those girls putting in the hard work, you know, definitely make uh, for us in the end, and and you know the reward. So just just thinking about this game as it really gets closer, <clears throat> talking to these girls about it, what it means to them, you know, to be able. To, to do this, you know, this, this may, I mean, it, it may start a trend to where this happens in every state, and that's fine. If it does, good. I'm glad because we were in on the on something to, to get this ball rolling for women's football. But then again, this may never happen. So either way, it's something special for our team and, and for our, our ladies and the uh, for the coaches and the fans, everybody that's involved for both teams, um, you know, um, I don't want to, you know, forget about them. But, I, you know, at the same point, I mean, I, I'm happy that they're coming to play, but I, I can't worry about them. I just hope that they're in the they're in the moments of it like we are because um, we're not just we're not just happy to be going. We're happy to be going, but we're ready to go win this football game. I know we're the underdogs. I've heard it, and I've heard it, and I've heard it. These girls have heard it, and they've heard it, and they've heard it. Um, not sure where all these people get their information, but nevertheless, <laughs> that's what I hear. So 
I, I just hope that the other team is, is, is taking it in and as serious as as we are because we definitely are. I mean, we're we're wanting to go down there and and put on a uh, you know a good show, show everybody uh, what this team is is really about. Um, you know. Like I said before, I've always been an underdog in my life. Um, he, it, he don't see it as much today in sports. But, hey, Jamper just told me today about the running back for the Denver Broncos. First unrestricted uh, free agent running back or whatever the case may be to make the Pro Bowl. How, how cool is that? I mean, nobody – even signed you. Um, the guy is making the league minimum and makes the Pro Bowl. He's so good that Terrell Davis unretires his number to let him wear it. That's what I'm talking about. I, I relish those ones. You don't think that guy don't think about that every single day when he puts on that uniform, hey, nobody wanted me, and I made the Pro Bowl. Just think of all the players that were drafted in front of this guy. Half of them probably are no longer even in the league. They've already gotten cut or something. And he's he's made a difference. If he, he's a smaller guy, so he's always been an underdog. <laughs> you know, sort of like the Darren Sproles and um, Maurice Jones-Drew, all those guys, underside. They've been underdogs. They love it. They relish the moment. Well, that's sort of where we are. You know, I feel like, um, you know, no matter what, we're always an underdog. We're always playing with way less players than everybody. But our players give it their all. They give everything they got. And that's what matters. That's what matters to me. I'd rather... I would rather not win a game in my life and know that every single player I had gave everything they got and did everything we called them to do through the week, and you get beat by better. There's nothing you can hold your head down about that. But the fact of the matter is we don't. We go out there and compete because we do those things. Um, A lot of these women's teams don't do those things. A lot of men's teams don't do those things. I've seen some some of the effort that I've seen in NFL games this year is pathetic. I mean, the guys are making millions, and it's pathetic. You know, I was just talking to one of our players this week that's a diehard Steelers fan and, and you know, was talking about the Le'Veon Bell thing lingering over him and I said, you know, and she said, well, they figure he just does it every year. I mean, the guy's making close to a million a game and you have to pay him a million a game for several games while he tries to get shape and sort of just gives you half effort. That's crazy, man. I don't get it. That, that's crazy. Uh, you know, so that's the part that we try to instill in in our players, and we want them to understand that every single thing that I do and the coaches do for this team is just exactly for this team. You know, I tell every player, um, if you can't make practice or if you have to miss a game or whatever, you don't like me or whatever whatever the case may be, you're not hurting me because I don't play. 
you're hurting your teammates, you know. And that, and that's what's so great about a team is when everybody entwines together as a team versus, you know, I, 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 and me, 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 and, and that kind of stuff. And you sort of see it down the stretch, and you see these players hold out. And then when they come back, they're not near as good get hurt and they get banged around and as soon as they hold out on a big contract the next year they lay a goose egg. I, I just I just don't get it. And and you know, it's I see it I see the effort, I see the lack of seriousness in these young kids playing basketball, um, all the time is their parents. They love to play basketball. When do they think about basketball? Probably when it's practice time. You know, so how how good do you think you're going to be? Or how good do you think your kids are going to be if most of the time they're at their friend's house playing in the pool or playing on the computer or their phones or games or whatever, and then then they want to, you know, sign for ball practice, you go pick them up. Well, they're not that good at ball, but they're really good computer operators or game players or whatever the case may be. I mean, these people need to stop and think, you know, and then they want to holler, well, man, it's the coach's fault. It's the coach's fault. Well, listen, you can only coach the product you have. Now, I do, in the last week, coaches taking a good product and doing crazy things with it, and and I don't even know what to be exact, and I don't know what they're thinking, but mostly you would hope to think that these coaches at these schools that are getting paid have the best interest of their players in mind. And, you know, I'm just not sure that that's, that that's the case at some of these schools. I've seen um, really great players um, be taken out of their ailments by their coaches this past week when they're really good. They've really been raised. My point is they've, they've lived and breathed the sports. That's what you should get. And that's what when what we're doing is even though we don't get to see these girls at practice or have practice as much because they don't get supplemented for work, they have to work, they have to have jobs. Some of them go to school remote. When they come, you see that they really love playing. They really want to get better. And you take those and you turn those into really positive things and you get a good product. I'm happy to say that Sunday, I'm sorry, not yesterday, we had every single player that's on our roster at practice. It was amazing. And if anybody knows any of our players, you can ask them how amazing it was, how much good work we got from it. Everything about what we did was was great because of the numbers we had. We could work on lots of things that we never get to work on when you don't have them all there. When you have small roster teams, you miss those bodies. 
And that's what I try to tell these girls. So it was great. Um, I think, you know, I will say we've turned the corner as far as getting players, but I think we've turned the corner of the mindset on the on the players that we do have. Uh, let's take a quick uh, break here, and then we'll get right back. One day, two epic games, 69,000 fans, the NFL's Tennessee Titans versus Indianapolis Colts, and the USWFL's Tri-Cities Thunder versus Knoxville Lightning. This December 30th, your Tri-Cities Thunder will be the first women's football team to ever play in Tennessee Titans' Nissan Stadium. A small step for football, a giant leap for women everywhere. These women are changing the world one yard at a time. Just one $30 ticket will get you into both games. For more ticket information or to donate tickets to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, visit Tri-City Thunder Women's Football Team on Facebook or contact your favorite Thunder player. Get your tickets now. Hey, this is Ashley Miner, quarterback for the Tri-City Thunder, and you're listening to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson on J.C. Hawks Sports Network. All right. Thanks to the James Sweeney and Jessica Tweed and Ashley Minor for the, for the uh, kind words there. Uh, you can get me back to finish talking about uh, this game and stuff. And, um, you know, I, these athletes and being prepared and, and ready, you know, the product you see on the field is is just a continuation of, of what's being done in in practice. You know, you hear you hear for a long time the term, you know, the hay's already in the bar. Uh, you know, now it's time to eat. And and that's what you do, you know, you practice and you get ready. And listen, we're I'm not saying we're at disadvantage, we're we're in the same boat as every other women's team. I, you know, I talk to a lot of these owners, and we're all in the same boat as far as getting players there at practice. It's just so tough. And, you know, naturally, you don't see um, the greatest of, of football, I would say, because of that. It's not the lack. There, there's a lot. I'm going to tell you. The talent in women's football that people don't even have an idea. But the lack of being able to get together every single day for for hours every single day. If we could have a practice like we did on Sunday, five days a week, look out is all I've got to say. Look out. If we could practice like we did when I was in high school, look out. But when you can't, you don't have to cram so much stuff in. You don't get to put, uh, have as big a plate seat as you'd like to. You have to sort of keep it basic. You have to sort of do the minimum. And, and now, that's the approach we take. And now, other people may see it different, and, that, and that's fine. That's the approach we take because I would rather do three things right as to do 30 things not right. So, you know, that's that's what you got to do in my mind to get better and you know it's just it's not the lack of the product there is good product I promise you that there is great players on every single team out there 
But because of the situation, you may not really see it or you may not know about it. And if they happen to be <clears throat> in a big area where a lot of them play on the same team, then it really then you start to see some really really good uh, football. And you know it's sort of just like when we watched this year our local one of our local high schools won the state again, and they was four A. The player was back-to-back, Mr. Football uh, in Tennessee in that 4A division two years in a row. They're in Greenville High School in Greenville, Tennessee. One of our players lived right down there. And uh, so they have some really good players on that team. And when we watched the 8A ball, they could have probably played on that team. But they just don't have as many good players. They just don't have as many bigger bodies. Um, I mean, you can definitely see great players, and you can definitely see why the other teams are bigger and better. Well, that's no different than this football right here. And maybe those bigger teams, you know, have have more money where they can uh, maybe supplement some of the costs for these girls to be able to uh, work maybe a part-time job versus having to work a full-time job or two jobs or go to school and a full-time job or whatever the case may be. So we've got a good product. Um, So far, in my opinion, we haven't, and I say we, and I'm talking about women's football as a whole, uh, we haven't been able to get it out there just exactly right. I think there's so much negativity that goes on along these teams. Of a lot of players jealous, and first one thing another, they would rather just uh, you know be part of be part of a rec league type team or to be part of something serious that could really amount to something. Because when it happens, if it does happen, there's going to be a lot of players that have that kind of thinking in mind. They're going to be left behind. So if a lot of people don't ever, you know, want to see that happen. So, um, but it, it's obvious that when your players think about football, you know, more than just than just on a practice schedule, practice day. You know, just since uh, Sunday, I've had three or four. Uh, reach out to me, hey, what week, you know, can we get together and work out? Matter of fact, it's, and I've had, you know, uh, several others, you know, hey, man, we can't wait for the next practice and then this game. And, and, and more and more of that starts to happen. And that's so great. You can't imagine how great um, that is to hear. Uh, and I know it's probably something little because we haven't experienced a lot of it because we just haven't had the numbers. Uh, I think people are starting to see, even though we've not had the, the greatest team uh, the last four years, we've had a, a really good uh, team the, or, the organization has the last four years. We've won a lot of games. We've played for a lot, won a championship, played in a, a couple others. And, you know, hard hard work pays out, folks. And 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 that's why I'm hoping that, that I'm so excited about is what we've done. And what I'm hoping is the other team is, is living in the moment as well because 
it, it's something special. You know, there were several teams that wanted to play in this game and that we sent in. And, you know, they were uh, one chosen. Because, I mean, just the different stuff. It's not just one thing, but different things. <laughs> and I hope that they're taking in this moment as, uh, you know, it's really special. You know, we want to get ready to play, not just go down there just to be getting on the field. Because I'm telling you, we are. We are ready to go. We're we're busting at the seams to to get out there on the field. I mean, it's all I can do um, to hold these girls down at practice. They're they're wanting to get out there and uh, showcase what they they can do in front of people that doesn't know anything about women. He wants to be known as football players, not just women's football players. And uh, I, that's that's something great. Sure, they're going to be nervous. I guarantee you they're going to be nervous. Um, but, you know, you you tell me, um, I hear these, you know, these NFL players, they play, get paid millions to play. They play in big-time games and stadiums all the time, and they, you know, they still get nervous. So, that's natural, but uh, but I I do want to say I I hope for for the sake of the game, for the sake of their players and all the fans that they're taking it as serious as us and and are ready because I sure I sure would hope uh, you know don't want to uh, see them uh, you know not not be ready at a game of this magnitude. You know, people naturally, naturally, their fans want to see them blow us out. Our fans want to see, you know, that's just a fan base deal. They want to, they want to see blowout games. You know, nobody likes a good defensive battle type crunch game. Uh, but as, as part of this and getting uh, this, together and going, uh, I hope, you know, that it's a good game. Either way that, you know, we can go out there and showcase what women's football is about, show some pride, um, you know, show, um, you know, how disciplined uh, our team is and how disciplined we've been, you know, for, for several years. We've played several teams, and, and I've heard that from them, and uh, that's part of it I'm proud of. Now, me, not so much. I'm not so much of a disciplined. I do most of the hollering and get kicked out and more stupid penalties than anybody else. So they, I hope they leave that up to me and sort of that old saying, do as I say, not as I do. And uh, so if if they do that, we're going to put on a good, good display of a game showcase for, for women's football. And for Knoxville, um, you know, them being the favorite and uh, – uh, you know, let's be underdogs, and and I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Uh, Marquis Wilson uh, comes to this game. If you're if you with the list, and anybody knows how to get a hold of him, tell me, tell him to call me, and I'll buy him a ticket to come down there. Maybe he can uh, broadcast this game. Uh, I want him to see firsthand um, just exactly uh, what we're about, just because we're not in the WFA and the powerhouse and, and all that, as he called it. Uh, we're in the U.S. I'm glad to be there. Um, I'm 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 hoping he 
uh, going to be at this game or, or show up or, um, you know, like I say, anybody that knows knows him or if he's listening, he can sure give me a call. And uh, uh, the number is 657-383-1020. Anybody else that wants to call in and talk about this game or, or women's football, you can uh, you can do so on that number, 657-383-1020. Or join the chat at radiojchawks.com. Um, uh, put some questions on there or, or comments, whatever you want to do um, about this game. Um, it's going to be something really, really good. Um, I know next week is Christmas, next Tuesday night. We won't be on here. Uh, we're going to take that day off so people, everybody can be with their family. But in the Tuesday should be New Year's Day. Everybody should be uh, maybe be waking up from their hangovers or whatever they do on New Year's. Uh, we will we will do a show on that night, and uh, I will have all the stats and um, things of the game to go over the final score, how it went, everything about that. So uh, be sure to join us then as well. You know, it's. It's it's almost here, folks. I mean, I just I can't tell you enough of, of how excited we are about it. And and I know you know everybody asks me. You know, I've had people. What's what what's odd is, is I've had people around here that don't even come to games that never even mention us playing. You know, they know we do, but they never mention it. I have them ask me, Hey, man, ain't that game the thirtieth? Hey man, y'all ready to play? You know, just different people they're interested in. It's just like, you know, they'll go to everything else, every other sport in the man. You just can't get them to come to a game. They're interested. I don't know, you know, what the deal is. Uh, and I understand, you know, not so many people being able to travel down there that far on a Sunday afternoon, um, whatever the case may be, and, and go to that game. But, you know, we play locally up here, um, it's about 12 miles from, from where we live, excuse me. And, uh, there, there's a, I think this is really, really going to help our attendance. And I think, you know, if we can go down there and put a, uh, put a good product on the field, um, brings home, brings home the, the W and the, and the, the trophy or whatever they're going to give us for whoever to win that game. If we can be uh, successful enough to bring that home <clears throat> with what that game means, uh, with the support we're getting from this area. I mean, most of the people, that's just it. You know, Knoxville's just uh, 100, 110 miles from us. So all the pretty much all the tickets, Sales have came uh, from here to the Knoxville area, and uh, there's you know just as many people didn't know about us, don't know about them, and you know so just what the game means to both teams, I think will help, and and just what it means to <coughs> our community because like I said, I have people you know just uh, well I guess it was Saturday night. You know, a guy comes up to, matter of fact, I played high school ball with him, you know, and he never comes to a game. He, he knows we we play, and he's never come to a game or anything. He says, hey, man, is that game? 
Yeah. Oh, man, he said, that's going to be awesome, you know. We started there. He's our quarterback, you know. As a matter of fact, man, I'd be, be love to be playing that. You know, I, I get I understand, and I just don't – I wish we could get these people to game. If we could get them there and, uh, you know, show them, you know, how hard we work. Yeah, we make mistakes, man. We're going to make a ton of mistakes, and, and that just comes from not being able to practice enough. So we've definitely um, got, the, got the community excited, got, got our fans excited, um, people. You know, in our league, um, I've had – you know, in the last three or four weeks, owners of other teams in our league, hey, man, we're, we're rooting for you. You know, go down there for our league, you know. Go down there and win this thing. They're much tired of hearing how great the WFA is. We, I mean, we all know they have a lot of teams, you know. We all know they have teams with big rosters. We We know that. But that don't make them the best league. That makes them the biggest league, and they do have a good league. I'm not. I'm not ever gonna take that away from them. I'm smart enough to figure it out. But don't just judge something because they have more. Um, so I, I do take offense to that, you know. Um, and and a lot of people that don't even know women's football are making those kind of statements. And you know, the Milton guy. Um, I know I'm still on him. Um, is you know making that statement that oh they're in a superior league and you're not and you know it's going to be like ETSU going to play UT. Well, I I relish that and don't think don't think I don't think about that every single day, every single day. Um, so he he he's giving me a lot of extra motivation like I really need it. So. Um, it's going to be something great, and I, and I and I hope that that all the people involved in this game, <laughs> coaches, staff, both teams, cheerleaders, uh, family, uh, players, family, friends, husband, wives, whatever the case may be, I just hope, for the sake of women's football, that you really, really understand and and relish this moment and what it really means to these two organizations, I can't say enough, and to these players and to these fans and to women's football. First and foremost, the most thing is to women's football, what this could potentially do. I, I know Listen, when, you know, I see a commercial that has women uh, football players in the commercial, yeah, I'm jealous, but I'm happy in the same boat. Sure, I'd like for it to be my girl, but I'm happy. That's one step that that we have made, and I say we because they're part of women's football and we're part of women's football. I, I mean, I can, I can be mad. Why? I mean, I'm, I'm jealous, yeah, because uh, you want it for your girls. But, man, you're, you're tickled to death. I mean, somebody broke through. Somebody had to know somebody. Somebody had to do something right. Somebody had to really, really uh, be in the right place, the right time, know the right people, and have the right kind of players with the right kind of mindset. And they landed a deal. And I'm 
Yeah, I do envy them. But I'm happy for them because they made a big, giant step jumping over a hurdle for women's football. And that's that's what this to me when I look at this and it, and it first, you know, approached us with the idea, that's the first thing that, that popped into my head, you know, is how often does this happen. Uh, let's take another little short break. We'll, we'll get right back to it. One day, two epic games, 69,000 fans, the NFL's Tennessee Titans versus Indianapolis Colts, and the USWFL's Tri-Cities Thunder versus Knoxville Lightning. This December 30th, your Tri-Cities Thunder will be the first women's football team to ever play in Tennessee Titans' Nissan Stadium. A small step for football, a giant leap for women everywhere. These women are changing the world one yard at a time. Just one $30 ticket will get you into both games. For more ticket information or to donate tickets to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, visit Tri-City Thunder Women's Football Team on Facebook or contact your favorite Thunder player. Get your tickets now. Hey, I'm Jessica Tweed, lineman for the Tri-City Thunder, and you're listening to The Fifth Quarter with Coach Johnson. All right. Again, Gaines and Jessica, you know, folks, just hearing that, every time I hear it, I've heard it a bunch, this gives me uh, cold chills of uh, what that's going to mean um, to our to our organization and, and our players. Um, so, um, man, I, I just can't uh, explain. Um, by the way, before I uh, get into talks and College football here, some NFL stuff. Um, the Tri City Thunder are going to be wearing all blue with the uh, gray, gray numbers. Pants is blue as well, gray numbers, and black hats. Um, the Lightning are going to be wearing white. I'm not sure about the bottoms, but I know they're wearing white tops. I think their helmets are silver. So uh, it. Uh, it's going to be a game, folks. It's going to be um, something, something great. And, uh, um, I won't be uh, on here talking about it anymore until after the fact. And I hope to be bringing you some uh, news that everybody that wasn't at the game um, will already know about it. I'm going to reassure you uh, of what happened. Um, so we've, we've been working hard to, to this point, and, um, you know, we've started earlier than we ever have trying to get ready for this game. It's it's tough, man, because, you know, and, and that's an, another thing. I, I do want to thank, um, you know, thank the Knoxville team for um, stepping up and, and wanting to do it and, and all that as well because, I mean, a lot of these teams out there, they they and they don't think about starting practice till the first of the year. And, you know, we we usually have a tryout or two and try to get together and work out, you know, on some seven-on-seven seven stuff. But, man, never, you know, this early have we been into it, you know, this far and trying to get ready and have a lot of new players and, you know, trying to rush them along and get equipment and get them used. 
and all that stuff. So um, all the new girls that we got will have the uniform, so we look uh, look professional while we're out there. So it's it's not just as easy as hell. Yeah, I'm gonna play, and then you show up, and everybody's in different color uniforms and all that. No, that that don't work. So there's a lot to it. So um, again. Um, I, I hope if you don't have a ticket, and I hope if, uh, if you haven't uh, talked to anybody that, uh, that may want to go to that game, you you need to uh, encourage them, get a hold of somebody, get some tickets, uh, because it, it's going to be something great. I, all I know is I can't control anything but what happens on this side, and we're we're ready to go play. Um, I'll, I'll say that we. I ain't gonna say we're we're as uh, uh, ready, but physically they, they're busting at the seams. You know, they've heard all the talk um, about how much underdogs we are. They've heard all the talk about how much better the WFA teams are. Um, heard all the talk about, uh, you know, how big a lopsided it's going to be. And, uh, you know, it brings me to a point, another thing here. I need to think about this. Uh, and if anybody, like we say, would happen to know, wonder what the point spread is. I mean, if we're underdogs, wonder, wonder how much the point spread is. I guess, you know, we, just by being uh, in the, not being in the WFA, probably. We're probably a 14-point underdog for that, I would say. If anybody should know, I'd, I'd like to know that, uh, how big an underdog we are. You know, just what kind of hole we're going to have to climb out of to, to surprise, some, surprise some people. But, you know, physically, these girls have just heard all the talk, just tired of hearing it, time to put the – uh, the hard work that we've accomplished in the last uh, several weeks, it, it's time to put it in motion. And uh, they're, they're ready. I, I, can, I can tell you, they're, they're ready. They're, they're busting at the seams, man. <laughs> and they're wanting to, they're wanting to get after it. And uh, they're, they're not the only ones. So if you haven't, if you haven't uh, got any tickets or if you can, um, we we have heard, you know, don't know exactly uh, what's going to happen, but uh, we've got some uh, a local crew wanting to go down and cover the game, which that's really exciting as well. Don't know what, how much of it they're going to cover, what kind of magnitude they're going to cover. All that has to be worked out through the Titans, not not just with us. So. Man, we're we're working hard and and uh, you know trying to trying to get there and trying to be ready to go uh, when we get there. You know, as, as far as getting everybody down there on the same page, same time, um, everything. So, folks, I can't tell you enough how how excited we are, how great of a venue this is going to be just being there so um again if you get an opportunity uh please please join us uh so it's going to be be one for the ages all right so there's enough chat on about that game i feel like i have to go on and on forever about it but um you know it'll be here soon enough and and then it'll be gone so fast that it won't even it's like man and then we got to wait another long time to 
be the play or something again. So you just have to start all over. But um, in case you didn't know, college football, the, the the regular season is over and they're into the bowl games and uh, the playoffs. I guess they actually start around, what, uh, Monday uh, after New Year's Day or whatever, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Not quite sure, but they they do. Uh, but there have been a few bowl games, and uh, uh, in case you didn't know uh, know about it, the uh, App State won their bowl game. They also won their uh, won the national championship in their division uh, this year. They stepped up the division, and I think went, if I'm not mistaken, fourteen and two or fifteen and two. Uh, took Penn State to. Uh, like overtime or, or a fluke play happened at Penn State had to. So uh, App State, for those who don't know, is in Boone, North Carolina, which is about a, an hour, 15, 20 minutes, maybe an hour and a half from here. Um, so congratulations to them, man. They beat MTSU 45 to 13 in their bowl game. And, uh, you know, that says a lot for that program. Over there, um, you know, I hear this. I hear this statement a lot, and it, and it really is true when you think about it. Is you know, you have teams like Nebraska. <clears throat> I use them as first top right off my head. Is they're trying to get these guys and these athletes to come there and play. And uh, man, if you haven't been through Nebraska. This time of year, it's no telling what you might. You might get eight degree weather and two or three foot of snow, and they're trying to get the same guys that USC and and the UCLA and San Diego's and all these teams that are out there in that pretty weather year round. You don't think it ain't tough recruiting? Man, who you kidding? You don't think it ain't easier to to get a kid to come here and hey man. You know, you can be on the beach in no time flat. Look this weather right here. That that has to be tough. And, it, you know, just like Boone the other day, they got a lot of snow here when I was actually out west. Uh, Boone got like a foot or 14 inches of snow over there. So what they're doing over there is, is really um, just tremendous. And, uh, you know, I, I love to see it. I, I love it when, when these smaller teams, you know, play well and, and start rise to the cage and start getting some pub publicity, you know, it just it just really hurts me that unless you're just a uh, a top twenty five team or you're in one of these power five conferences, you you're nothing. You know, that, that disturbs me. But when you look in the NFL, look at all the players that come from non power five schools. I mean, look, Jerry Rice, the best receiver to ever play the game. Steve McNair, you know, this this guy, this Lindsey guy from Denver, just look and think about all the players. Terrell Owens played at UTC, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. They're in the same division as ETSU over here. I mean, you just look at all the great players. Uh, Chad Pennington played at Marshall. Um, you know, all these players, man, not all of them, but a lot of these really, really 
good players. What about the little, uh, I think his name's John Brown, I believe. Does he maybe play for the Ravens now? Played in a, uh, a really, really small school out in Nebraska or somewhere like that. Kansas. No, it was in Kansas. I'm sorry. But it's a small school out Kansas. I mean, there's so many of these guys. Uh, Carson Wentz, you know, up there in North Dakota State. And, I mean, the list really just goes on and on. But they're not in those power pots. Khalil Mack played at Buffalo. I'll never forget when he came out in the draft. It was him or Clowney. Uh, I would have took the guy all day long. But I'll never, ever forget what they said. Well, man, he plays at Buffalo. Do we really know anything about I know the guy's a player. You know what I'm saying? Carson Wentz. Well, he plays North Dakota State. Do we know anything about it? Josh Allen. Man, he plays Wyoming. I mean, do we really know? Listen, what I do know is, just what I said earlier, if you can play, you can play. It doesn't matter what team you're on. If you can play, you can play. I, I get tired of hearing that stuff, and it's really not fair. Everybody already knows who all the Power Five schools are, who the powerhouses are. You know, it's sort of the same deal with the WFA here. We know where the majority of the powerhouse teams are. Not so much anymore, though. They've lost a lot of them. They have lost a lot of them. Uh, this new league has several of them. Matter of fact, this new league, whatever it's called, WNFC or however they said, I don't even know, don't really care. But they may have the very best team in women's football. That Texas Elite team just very well may be the very best women's football team there is. And they did uh, so. We we know all about the powerhouses, but don't forget about the other teams that come up through the rankings. You know, I, I know um, several years ago the uh, the Cowboys had a had a player on their team with a linebacker that played over at ETSU. Several App State players are playing in the pros. So man, I love what those uh what they're doing over there. I love that they got in uh this bowl game uh and uh and took it to Middle Tennessee State. I like Middle Tennessee State but, you know, App State's right here close to home and what they did, you know, uh, several years ago, beat went to Michigan, beat them. You know, it's one of them kind of deals. They they're a smaller school. The big schools have to pay them to come and play. I'm gonna tell you something. You put them on the schedule and you play them, you better be ready because they're a really really good football. Um, then Georgia State beat Eastern uh, Michigan 23 to 21 in their bowl game. Fresno State. I did. I think part of this game, uh, they they beat uh, Arizona State, thirty-one to twenty. Um, the job that this this coach did is unbelievable. They're ranked like twenty-first, and I mean, really, who who's heard of Fresno State? Man, they're playing good. I watched some of that game. Herm Edwards coaches the Arizona State, um, so. They took it to them. I watched part of the game. I'm I'm happy for those kind of teams, you know, that are that are playing good football. Uh Utah State beat North Texas fifty two thirteen. Uh Tulane. What about Tulane down there in uh 
New Orleans. They beat Louisiana 41 to 24. You know, both of those teams, um, you know, having to compete against LSU, La Tech, all those teams not very far away from one another, trying to get players. You know, both of them uh, had good seasons making these bowl games. So, you know, that's what I, I do love about the college football is naturally, naturally, all you ever see is is the bigger games, and that's what you talk to people and local people here. A lot of them know about ETSU football, but you talk to other people and they don't know anything about it because they're not on TV and stuff like that all the time. You know, it's it's like Greenville football, boys high school football. You mentioned Greenville. Somebody might say, yeah, man, didn't they win the state team? Yeah, they did, but for the most part, what what division they in? They're in four right now. I ain't never heard of them. You know, because everybody always just cares about those six A's and eight A's or whatever. And they, and they got 4,000, 5,000, whatever amount of kids walking the halls, and you got, you know, a roster size of 75 and 80 there, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, not even counting the freshmen. And, and you know, you're living in small areas. People don't realize Greenville, Tennessee has, let's see if I can count them, North Green, South Green, West Green, Chucky Doak, and Greenville. They got five, at least five high schools. I could have left out one. At least five high schools in in the Greenville area, kids. Five. And if anybody knows anything about Greenville, it's not a very big city either. Not a very big community either. And so when you can, and Greenville being the biggest, uh, you know, in the biggest division at 4A, you can do what they've accomplished. They they did a lot, and and I love it because they're you know they're they're not a day. Here's the thing: they beat like three or four or six day teams in a row this year. I mean, it wasn't like they were playing a cupcake schedule. I mean, they played Saint Hill, Dobbins Bennett, Morristown West. Um, I forget maybe somebody else, and they didn't just beat them easily. They thrashed them. I mean, they did beat them easily. wasn't a close game. They thrashed them all. And those were six to 18. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for for these smaller teams that have a lot of really good players on Now, once they get up there to that 8A, I'm sure they don't have enough to, to get the job done. But just because, just because you're not in a uh, major market or, or you're not in that Power Five in, in college or in A-A football and in high school, <laughs> doesn't mean you can't play or doesn't mean you're not any good. And that's sort of the way that people judge women's football. You know, and and for the simple reason is they don't know anything about women's football. If if you're going to tell me the WFA has more teams and more powerhouse teams than your USWFL, I'm going to say you're exactly right because they do. I'm not stupid. But they also have a lot of bad teams in the WFA, that a lot of those teams could not win a game over here in the USWFL. So, 
that does not make them the best league. Now, agreed, they do have a lot of power house teams, and they have a lot of teams. I will give them all that credit all day long. But I also know several of those teams. Uh, We've played some of them. Um, You know, so it's people that don't know, they they drive me crazy, and that's a lot of these analysts. You know, I hear them, um, I hear them talking all the time. I mean, I, I know these guys got more resources. I hear them talking about going to this Senior Bowl game, and I heard them talk about who they who all invited, and these people are getting all their um, ducks ready to go, and all this, and they're going down there and scout players, and you know, only certain ones get invited to the combine, and you know. I, Here's the thing. All you hear is, well, this guy's great. Oh, I know he was. What about all the bust? You know, what about Demarcus Russell? What about Ryan Leaf? What about all these players that you hyped up and that was going to be this and going to be that? And, you know, like, like Keith Shuler and Tim Tebow and Brady Quinn and, and all these players that were – you know, going to be just great. We're going to Johnny Manziel's, and we're going to blow it open. What happens then? You know, oh, well, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, all those players I named you, they play in big markets, and they, and they, you know, they get the nod because they played there. I get tired of that, man. I, I really do. And it's because I, I guess because I'm, I am an underdog. I've always been an underdog. I never got to play on the biggest teams, you know. Never got to play on the best teams. Because um, when I was in high school, we had so many kids. We were in the same league as the Dobbins Bennett and the Science Hill. Now the with all the homeschool and all, and the way they uh, spanned out the county, and the way these kids go to different schools, now they're instead of six A football, they're four A football. Well, shoot, man, four A football, we probably win a lot of games and and make the playoffs. So, just because I played on a bad team didn't make me a bad player. Just because you play on a good team doesn't make you a good player. Um, so. I think a lot of this stuff, you know, is is it's transition from from these announcers, from these uh, um, analysts, and and all these people evaluating, you know, talent. And I'm not listening. I'm not trying to say I'm better than those guys. And I don't want you to think that at all. But when they have all the resources they have, you know, look at Paxton Lynch, the guy. From everything out here, the guy had one or two good games. I mean, the Broncos drafted him first, and he's no longer even on nobody's team. You know, he's not even in the league. How does that happen? How do you miss that bad if you're that good? I would just like to know, how do you miss that bad if you're that good? I just don't think you do. But, um you know, so I, I don't like hearing, you know, that's not a big uh, big team, big league, you know. So always just think about what you're saying uh, before you say it about just because this team plays in this league, they're, they're going to be superior. 
look out though I got to say. Uh I, I hope that I hope that the interview you gave on the Thanksgiving Day, you're willing to give one on New Year's Day. I just hope that. So uh everybody knows who I'm talking about, so uh looking forward to that day. Um third I think it was it for the college games. Uh UAB was beat Northern Illinois tonight at halftime when we come on. I don't know what's happening there. Um going on to the NFL. <clears throat> Man, this this has been, you know, for me for me personally, um I've I've slowed down way a, a lot over the years of watching NFL. Um, just because of the way they do things. But, you know, finally we're seeing some parity. I mean, forever it's just been so lopsided either way. And, uh, you know, now you have you have uh, teams that, well, there's two teams. Let me rephrase this now. There's three teams in the AFC battling for the last playoff spot that had the same record. But the team that, that's got the playoff spot right now actually has the has the head-to-head match over both of them. Okay. So the, the first wild card team just beat the number one seeded team. They have the same record. Uh, let's see. Do they have the same record? I think they do have the same record, but they split. They split games, and uh, the the Chiefs had more, and it's the Chiefs and Chargers. The Chiefs had more division wins than than the Chargers, so they got the they got the the nod on that. So right now it's the Chiefs, the Texans, the Patriots, and then the Steelers. Now the Steelers. And the Ravens have to play one another uh, before uh, before they uh, decide that who's going to win. Uh, UAB is actually winning thirty-seven to thirteen uh, against Northern Illinois. Seven minutes left in the fourth quarter is what I'm hearing. But if I'm not mistaken, the Ravens and Steelers still have to play. Okay. So then the Chargers are sitting in the first first wild card spot. They still could wind up the number one seed, and the Chiefs wind up all the way down there. So there's still, with two games left, there's still so much to play for in the NFL that, that you can't, I mean, I'm not a fan of resting players anyway, but, you know, over the years they've, you know, rested these players and stuff to get ready for playoffs. Now there's so much to play for, you can't, which the parity's good. So as if it would stop right now, you would have the, in the AFC, you would have the Chargers, the Texans, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chargers would be the number one uh, wild card team, which would be the fifth seed, and the Ravens would get the sixth seed, be the number two wild card. And then the Colts and the Titans, uh, they would just be out. So as it stands, it goes that, and then the next in line is the Colts, and then the next in line is the Titans. So this last game between the Colts and Titans could come down to 
whoever wins it getting in into the playoffs. It's that type. Um, you know, then in then in the uh, NFC, you you actually have with Dallas losing and uh, and the Eagles winning, they're still in are still in the hunt. So you actually have the the Saints. They've won the, that division, the NFC South. They're the number one seed. The Rams just got beat by the Eagles. They're the number two seed. Uh, the Chicago Bears, they're winning the North. They're the number three seed. And then the Cowboys, with their loss, slipped from number three down to the number four seed. Okay? And then you have Seattle um, is winning um, the fifth seed, which is a number one wild card. And then you have, I guess, Minnesota, with their win, is is still there. And uh, not sure who else might be there. I'd have to really look. But I know the Eagles kept their hopes alive by uh, winning that game. I know there's so many uh, teams that are out. And I'm going to tell you something. Seattle's going to be a tough out. I don't care who they play. I know they just got beat by the 49ers. But just last week, they thrashed Minnesota. Um, They took the Rams to the wire twice. They beat Minnesota twice, I believe. Uh, they, are, they beat the Packers. Um, they're they're going to be a tough out. So there's there's a lot of teams uh, that can do something uh, down the stretch. And now a lot of them are just playing, uh, you know, to play out their games and uh, you know set set the tone for next year. So as all, as all that with all that said. Uh, on Sunday, the Colts beat Dallas, shut them out. Titans beat the Giants, they shut them out. Uh, the Saints beat the Panthers last night by field goal. Uh, the Eagles beat the Rams by touchdown. Uh, the Bears beat the Packers, not sure the score, but pretty good. Like I said, the 49ers beat Seattle. I think they blocked a, a field goal or extra point or something. I've seen the highlight. Uh, to win that game. I did watch the Chargers and Chiefs. The Chiefs had that game in hand and to sort of give it up. The Chargers came back, uh, played a heck of a game. I actually, before it ever came close, it was four minutes ago, I told Jennifer, by the way, Chiefs started playing. I said the Chargers are going to win this game and they're going to come down and go for two for the win. And they did exactly that. Phillip Rivers, whether he liked him or hating the guy, the uh, gamer, uh, he played good. Um, so the Browns beat the Broncos. Hey, what about the Browns? They're uh, they're playing really good. Greg Williams, I like that guy's attitude. Baker Mayfield, see, there we go again. All the people talking about all these players, don't touch him, don't touch him. He's going to be a bust. Look, so far he's been better than any rookie quarterback uh, of all of them. Uh, the guy just got a winning mentality, you know. Uh, hey, throw an interception, I'll take the blameless throw. Uh, Texans, I think they beat the Jets by field goal. The Bills beat the Lions. The Ravens beat the Bucks. Falcons beat the Car- uh, the Cardinals. Uh, the Beagles beat the Raiders. Steelers beat the Pats by a touchdown uh, in the in Pittsburgh. And uh, the Vikings pounded the Dolphins. I think that ended the Dolphins' playoff hopes. And the Redskins uh, on their fourth, fourth or fifth string backup quarterback uh, beat the Jaguars. Um, 
know, just two two weeks ago, the Jaguars shut out the shut the Colts out. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. This league is, is just crazy the way the way things are happening in it, and uh, you know, it's just uh, amazing. And uh, and I'm telling you, it's because um, you know those draft choices are don't get me wrong, they're they're valuable. But to me, more than anything else, I, I would rather know. Here's what I here's what I think is I think if I'm if I'm going out here hunting players for my team, that's exactly what I want to find. Yes. Now, if that player that I'm hunting and then I find can is stronger than everybody else, great. If he's faster than everybody else, great. If he can jump higher than everybody else, great. But if he can't play, does it matter what all that other stuff he's good at? I want somebody that can play. I heard him just the other day talking about they were dog Cowboys fans were dogging the Cowboys for taking that late and landress guy. So high. Look what he has did. That's what I'm talking about. Those kind of guys, I want players. That's what matters. I think so much gets caught up in not of, of how this player looks, how fast they are, what they can and all that stuff does matter, folks. Don't get me wrong. But you're forgetting the main ingredient is can the guy play? So that's what we're failing to look at. Who cares if you can go down there and and hit all the passes with nobody on you, not even a center there to combine. You're just taking the ball and you're dropping back and nobody's in pads. And I mean, hell, in 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 practice with nobody on you, I mean, you'd lower. You should complete them all. You know. So I think that is something that you know to me that. And I know these guys get paid a lot of money to to do it versus somebody like me. Don't get me wrong. And I, you know, I hear them bash people like me every day because they think they know uh, something. And and if they think that it makes them look bad, son, they're going to talk down to you. I, I hear it all the time. I hear it on these shows, man. It's just unbelievable. Because everything they say, they believe is gospel, and and nothing an insider, an outsider can say, uh, makes any sense. Because they're not getting paid millions of dollars uh, to do it. But nevertheless, I guarantee, you, uh, I know a player when I see, him, and and I I know that much. And uh, if I was if I'm hunting players for my team, naturally those draft picks are huge. But you know, I'm I'm hunting players. It's just like Adam Thielen. You know, he didn't even get invited to combine. They said, or if he was combine, he ran a slow, slow forty or something. Guy's too slow. But man, the guy gets open. He catches the ball. I mean, look at how many of these guys that are wide open drop the ball. So, would you, would you rather have a receiver that's a little slower that can get open and catch the ball? I mean, I go back to the um, all the days that the guy at Pittsburgh uh, played, you know, wasn't the fastest player. And uh, um, I can't think of real blank, uh, what his name was. But anyway, he uh, 
he's one of the best receivers they ever had. He he was the fastest man. He catch that ball. So I I think you know that we see we see a lot of that, and I think that's why we're seeing some of this parity. Is a lot of these teams that haven't been good for so long are starting to wind up with these kind of picks. Everybody's picking over them. And these guys are left on the board, and they're taking these guys. And these guys are underdogs and got a chip on their shoulder and got something to prove and are, and are going out there and playing at a high level. And uh, I think that's one reason uh, that we're seeing so much parity in the NFL this year. And and I myself love it. I mean, I'm just a fan of football. And, you know, if I had to pick uh, a team right now that I would like to, to see win the Super Bowl, it would have to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I like Andy Reid. Uh, I like this Patrick Mahomes guy. I like the way he plays. You know, his attitude, it's like, man, so four interceptions or whatever, three, whatever the guy did, he owned up to every one of them. I got to be better. He didn't say, well, my receiver didn't run the right routes. He did this, he did that. He said, hey, it's on me. I got to get better. And that guy is phenomenal. Um, I like the way they play. Now, their defense is, oof, defense is sort of bad. But, you know, they, they have, they've won a lot of games. They've made enough stops just to – to win these games, so it's uh, it is what it is. I, I'd like to see them win it. I, um, just I like Andy Reid, and uh, they seem to have a good team. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a lot of money on them winning. I know that uh, the Chargers are playing really, really good. I know their history doesn't say, you know, but every year is a different team. Uh, it's not like Philip Rivers has played bad, really, any of those years. Um, they just had, had some bad luck and things along the way. Um, the Patriots, I know they're, they don't have the best team they've ever had, but, man, I still wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out just yet either. Um, you know, of course, I will say this. I did hear they've never had to go on the road and play a, a playoff game uh, and and make it to the Super Bowl. So uh, any any of their eight trips to the Super Bowl, uh, they've been they've been either the first or second uh, seed. So I, uh, that may play large. But they, they've won a lot of games, man. They um, I can't say they got beat by a lot of good teams. I mean the Jaguars beat them, and when I watched that game that day, every single thing. I mean, now all the throws that Blake Bortles was making that day, his receivers are not catching and the ball's intercepted or it's on, he's getting bashed for it. But that day they were making all the one-handed catches, unbelievable grabs. Everything just went their way that weekend. Uh, then the fluke against Miami. Um, and then Detroit, you know, pounded them. And then the Steelers. Um, I don't know what happened up there. I didn't see it. But I... And I know that's the second game in a row they've lost in December is the first time and whatever. Um, just by knowing, um, not knowing, but seeing how Bill Belichick is and the things he does and, you know, Brady and, and all the weapons they have and the ways they can beat you. And 
control that clock and limit your touches. And I, I wouldn't sleep on them. I wouldn't count them out. And if I really, even even if I had to, if you had to held a gun to my head and made me bet, uh, I would bet it would come down uh, to the AFC Championship game between them and the uh, them and the, the Chiefs. Uh, they beat the Chiefs and the Texans, by the way. So um, I just I don't know. You call me crazy, I guess. Uh, and then the NFC, man, I'll tell you the the Bears are are playing. You know they sort the Chicago Bears right now. Sort of remind me of the uh, Baltimore Ravens the year Trent Dilfer. Uh, was their quarterback. You know, they're playing really good defense. Trubisky uh, is just, has just been good enough and made enough good plays running the ball and, and getting first downs and converting when they needed to um, that it just might come down to them and the uh, – them and the, and the Saints, uh, they done beat the Rams. Of course, that was in Chicago, but I'm I'm not sure um, that the Rams can uh, get by the first round if they play. I mean, they're going to get a first round by. Well, I guess. I mean, I guess Chicago still probably get that if the Rams lose more. But if the Rams get a first round by, uh, I, I don't think they'll win. I don't think they'll win their first playoff game. I think that uh, Seattle, if it holds true, I think uh, and Dallas stays there. I think Seattle will beat Dallas, and then they would go to the. And I think they would go to the Rams. Um, so, and they the Rams barely beat Seattle at both places, their place and and there. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I you know, it's going to be it's going to be good good watching. And I know the game we play, like I said, if if things hold true um, after this time on Sunday, who knows what could happen? It may be, you know, here's the crazy thing people don't realize is uh, um, the final in the UAB Northern Illinois game is UAB 37, Northern Illinois 13. What a lot of people don't realize, and it's and I know we've got a lot of time left, um, but when when the NFL, well, the NFL can do whatever they want, folks. First and foremost, just think of that. If they they can flex games and they can move games around any way they want. I mean, and I won't tell you how bad it is. Is like Chicago was going to play somebody, and I believe it was Detroit, and they played them. In a Sunday night primetime game, and and then they had to turn around and play on Thursday. I think it may. They played Detroit, I believe, on Thursday morning. They they played on Sunday night, and then they played the early game on Thursday. Now they played two games, a Sunday night game on the road, and then turned around in less than. Three days, well, three days, they were playing another team on early for the first game on on uh, on Thursday Christmas. So their game got moved because it was such a big game and a hot game, and they knew they would get a lot of viewers. They moved the game from one o'clock on Sunday to the Sunday night game, and then they had to play the early game on on Thursday. 
So you don't think that ain't tough? And I mean, here's the thing. You say, all right, man, they, they get paid a lot. Man, they do and all that. But, man, those guys take a beating. I mean, after the game, there's so many ice baths and, and uh, massages and, and everything. And, you know, for days, I mean, some of these guys, it takes a week to get over that. You've got, like, three days before you're getting on a plane again or traveling. So the NFL, they they – get these prime time games and they put them in prime time spots. So then the next couple of weeks, man, a lot of these games, depending on what the stake and what's on the line, um, who knows where they might wind up, you know, like they move one from from uh, CBS to to Fox because it was a um, you know a prime time game and they already had another one going at the same time so they flexed it to the Fox Channel, so it could be prime time. So there's a lot of that stuff happens, um, you know, and it's frustrating as fans. You get ready to watch your team play, and all of a sudden they move the game to the next day or whatever, and you can't get to see it. But, man, hey, that's the NFL, and NFL is like the second most powerful, powerful organization there is. I mean, they're making billions upon billions of dollars. It's, like, ridiculous. So they're so powerful that uh, they can just do what they want. And and everybody, I mean, they just, they own all the ratings every week. The NFL just smashes everybody else. So uh, anyway, um, go uh, check out the, Check out the game if you can, and uh, and December the 30th after the Tennessee Titans and then in the Indianapolis Colts play again the Tri City Thunder is going to play the Knoxville Lions. Uh, if you haven't got a ticket uh, or you want one, you can get a hold of it some way somehow. Uh, go watch that game. Um, if not, everybody have a, a good Christmas and uh, a good holiday. And uh, we will be back here on January the 1st uh, to break down and uh, tell you all about that game at Titans Nissan Stadium. Uh, till then, everybody have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, we'll talk to you January 1st. Thank you.